hello, hello. You are now listening to another episode of The Raw Collection. I'm Angela Pennyfeather. I don't know about you guys, but it's spring here in New York City. And for me, that means shopping. That means in-person shopping. And when I go to shop, I go to the Meatpacking District. I go to Fifth Avenue. And recently, I've been hitting Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue has really transformed into... It's always been this place of luxury, but there's style, and you see it now on the street. And joining today's podcast is the man behind the iconic street. He is the president of the Madison Avenue Business Improvement District, Matt Bauer. Hi, Matt. Thank you for joining. Angela, it's great to be here with you. I know. I So for those of you that don't know, I worked with the Fifth Avenue Business Association District, and that's how... I met Matt. So we are kind of like neighbors and real good colleagues. And so Matt, when we speak about business improvement district, a lot of our listeners may not even know what that is. Can can you just give us briefly what that is? Sure. And and once again, I really have been a great admirer of your of your work. It's been really tremendous. And oh yes, there are 76 business improvement districts in all five boroughs of New York City and where business improvement districts are, are public-private partnerships where the property owners' businesses come together with, with city government, agree to raise funds from the businesses' property owners there, and then use them to use those funds to make a difference in the neighborhood. And that could be everything from making the neighborhood better, more attractive, safer, cleaner, do special events and programming, capital improvements, anything to make the streets stronger for the businesses that are there, as well as to make it more attractive for for its clients. And I feel like you have a lucky gem. You have Madison Avenue, and you've been serving as president for over 20 years. What makes Madison Avenue special to you? Well, you know, Madison Avenue is part of a neighborhood. It is the reason it's here as it's a, as a shopping destination is because of the clients that live nearby. And so many of the shoppers that are on Madison Avenue, you know, live within just a couple of blocks of, of the district. So it's an international shopping district. We have hotels, we have visitors, folks coming from all over the region here, but primarily it's a neighborhood shopping destination. And it is that special place of the Upper East Side and where not only do you have fashion on the ground floor, but you have residences right above. Yeah. And that connection between the residential community and the community is really what makes it what makes it so different, I think, from other luxury and fashion shopping districts around the world. That's actually really interesting that you say neighborhood because I didn't think of that when I came to mind. I'm like, okay, it's kind of like just walking the avenue and going to this this store and that store, but there are residents. And do you feel like the residents make Madison Avenue or do you feel like it's the retailers? No, well, I think that the, the retailers uh, are a reflection very much of the clients that are here on, on Madison Avenue. And a large part of them, not all of them, obviously, like I mentioned, folks come from around the world. We have hotels in our district. But that local visitor, the person who lives from a couple of blocks away, who uses Madison Avenue not only as a place to buy, buy clothing or buy shoes, jewelry, 
but they're also going to the hair salons that are here. They're going to the restaurants that are here and so many of the social events that are in New York City. They are planned at a breakfast meeting at one of the restaurants. They're going to one of the stores to buy the buy their clothes for the event, and they're getting it tailored by a shop, by one of the tailors around the corner, getting their hair done at one of the salons. I mean, just in our building, right? we have a ground, we're on the third floor here. We have a, a great restaurant on the ground floor, La Galoo. We have upper floors, we have a hair salon, we have a spa. So all of those components of making an experience are, yeah. are here. And that's really what the district, I think gives it this unique connection to, to real clients, to real people that yes. are in the neighborhood. So many of them, you know, continue to come by, you know, they, they visited during the difficult periods of the pandemic yeah. and they continue to our businesses today. Now, as your role as president, did you find, so this is a two-parter. Sure. I want to know what your role consists of. And then I also want to know, do you find yourself having to keep up with the trends of the retailers that are on the block? Yes. So I, I, I spend my morning, first thing I do is actually read all of the newsletters and without any day, but all the big publications about what's going on in the fashion world and what's going on not only in the the fashion side, but also the retail side of things as well, and the marketing side of things for the store. So that's that's actually first step every morning. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing. And just to, you know, because I might be getting a call from a reporter like you who will say, well, what's going on? And at least it gives me an eye sense. And we're also getting calls from prospective businesses that are here, real estate brokers that have questions about these things. So it's just important to keep things in mind. Also, businesses call and ask, you know, what's what's happening in this district? What trends are you seeing? So that's something that we really, right. you know, really do. And so that's that's a big part, you know, and in terms of what my my role here, I mean, we we as as all business private districts, we uh, have a uh, board of directors and and the, that our board consists of property owners and retailers and restaurateurs and hoteliers here, gallerists in our neighborhood. And we, we try to continue fulfilling their vision for the neighborhood to keep it as strong as possible. So, you know, some of my job involves working with our public safety and sanitation teams, at, which are, are significant in terms of, of both their, you know, their, their breadth of what they do. They really do all act as ambassadors for Madison Avenue work with the city government as the the mayor the controller the borough president and our local council member are also part of our board and just this morning we i attended a meeting of our, our local community board so and you know advocating for some issues that we have here uh, then we recall right before we were we came together we were working with a retailer here on the on the avenue encouraging that retailer to participate in a event that we're doing in the fall a retail event in the fall so so it's a it's a combination of of marketing and promotion also working with government and providing advocacy for our members okay is there a way that you measure success for your bid well i mean i think the the it's engagement 
and mm-hmm. it's engagement in uh, in our programming from our retailers. They're connecting with us and asking to participate to be part of programming that we do. And that could be everything from involvement in the sanitation related issue, but also could be involvement in a, in a special event. And it's so wonderful to see folks coming together and building that sense of community, because like there is a community on the upstairs of the building, yep. some Madison residential community and around the corners. There's also, we're, 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 we're continually trying to build a community among the businesses that are here. As you know, you know, employees at stores may move on to other positions. And so every time there's somebody new that comes to the store, it's it's reintroducing that person to the family of Madison Avenue, right. building that relationship. And that's a big, a big part of you know how I personally try to measure you know, success and, and, or, or, and, 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 and measure engagement in the neighborhood. I think that's a great way of looking at engagement from a community standpoint. I know sometimes biz look at it from, you know, more digital, like social media numbers and all that, but, you know, community is very, very much important. And did you find that community, like the community on Madison Avenue grew after the pandemic or was it always there? Well, it, I, I could say it was there, and I, I would I would say it's been and it's been something that's been cultivated. I mean, we were doing store managers, mixers every month for for years prior to the pandemic, and getting businesses to participate in special events where they would be willing to list their names alphabetically. Oh wow! Which is which is, I I you know which I didn't realize until coming to hear how. That's a big deal to, yes, to yes. be willing to do that and to put themselves on a list. So that that's something. But, you know, I think then during the pandemic, especially during the time that many businesses were closed for those that three month period, it really was a look towards us to, to help them figure out what the next steps would be. Right. And I think that afterwards, it's to bring back and to regain, you know, where the street lies in, in this vast landscape of retail marketplaces around the region and the city. Got it. Now you have Versace now. We do. We have them. Years back. Okay. They're back. And now they're back. Now they're back. Very proud. And Hermes has totally transformed. Their store is completely stunning. Then you had Louis Vuitton, the exhibit, the 200 year exhibit on Madison Avenue. Is there a new energy that you're feeling? Because I I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to you. Absolutely. And lots of 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 new stores that had not been here on Madison before in variety of different locations. Mm-hmm. Like actually like one I'm gonna point out like Sabet, which yeah. which recently opened on Madison. That's a multi brand business that we had seen there was once that was much of what the fashion world was and yeah. it became more of the brands themselves like that we're seeing that growth again which is which is which is terrific and but also we are seeing the growth and expansion of existing businesses yes. that are here on Madison one one, one I'm going to give you one example which is the Richemont brands Yes. That have made both new brands and existing. So right now, Panerai at JLC, A Lang and Sohn are all building new flagships. 
Wow. They've been here expanding into larger flagships on, on the avenue. IWC is moving further north on, and opening up a, a very large flagship. Mm -hmm. Peter Millar, which had not been in our district, was further south on Madison. Okay. Now building here for the first time right next to right next to C. But you're also seeing brands like Chloe reopening yes. on Madison a few years ago. Blanc opened up their flagship, Bucciolati, all these Richemont brands, all now within a few blocks of each other, really making wow. a very significant statement about, you know, where they feel you know, Madison Avenue is in the in that marketplace. So they're seeing the value. Hmm? They're seeing the value of Madison Avenue, right. pretty much, right? And, and and you know, what you consistently read yes. um, is that you know they are opening here because of this, you know, of this loyal local clientele which is very which is very significant to them. Yep. Obviously, once again, they they certainly have visitors, part of Midtown East and all those all those other por portions, but that very local loyal client base is uh is is very is very significant and you know you're seeing other stores like Longban expanding right now going yes. through the process of expanding which is which is terrific and Zadig and Voltaire opening up a brand new flagship but then new brands like John Elliott that's opened on that same block which is which is terrific and brands like Keton which opened up last spring really all these retailers that are that focused on providing exceptional service that have relationship or are opening up here. I have to say, Matt, I'm pretty impressed by your fashion knowledge. Oh. <laughs> well, I, 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 I am a city planner, so that's what I became first. So I, I could say it is, it is, it's a joy and it, exactly. it, it's really such an integral part of the New York City economy. And yes. this is really what makes the city tick and the creative energy in the fashion industry, no matter what business you're in, that we're all benefiting from the strength of the fashion industry here in New York City. And I credit you for you know all the work that you've done in working with CFDA and uh, and yeah. the bill that is really is really significant. And you know, all of the folks that you know you work here on Madison Avenue, mm -hmm. you're working in a retail boutique, it's true. Yes. However, what they project and what they believe is that they're working in the fashion industry. And yes. that when you're walking in the stores that are here, you are you are having your first toe in to the fashion world. And that really is that you are part of that, you're part of that economy, part of that creative energy that's here. And they know they have tremendous expertise in the brands and in the manufacture and in the in the artisanship. Yes, is involved with creating each piece. One hundred percent agree. So I found this article. I know what I feel like. I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to take a chance. So I read this article on the Rob Report, and they were comparing Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue where they were trying to figure out which street actually ran the block. And so they had this comparison list of, you know, all this new development on Fifth and then on Madison. Is there a comparison to you between Fifth Avenue and Madison? Well, I think that we're at, 
you know, we are all great streets here in, in New York City. And I think that we all sort of depend upon each other. And in the way that we emphasize the fact of the importance of brick and mortar retail. Yeah. And, you know, how important it is to build those relationships with clients that you touch and feel the product, that you have a real connection with the brand that you really could only get when you walk in the store. And, you know, it's interesting, Fifth Avenue in our portion of Madison Avenue, where the Madison Avenue bid, but I should say Madison Avenue is a very long street. It goes all the way from lower Manhattan, 14th Street and the Union Square area, Nomad area, all the way north into Harlem. And our portion of Madison is 57th to 86th Street. And actually, yeah, it's a mile and a half. But if you walk a from where I am here on 61st Street or a little bit further up on Madison, you walk a block west to Fifth Avenue, it's largely residential. Yes. And so many of the residents that live on Fifth Avenue are, <laughs> this is part of our, we're all intertwined together. We really are. We're one, we're, we're, we're a very connected. Yes. Both. 100% agree. And yeah. So Matt is pretty much saying that there is no comparison in that we are all one big happy family. I love it. Now, you just mentioned brick and mortar, and there have been so many developments like with online shopping, whether it's with Amazon, Google Shopping, you know, they're really trying to lure people in to buy online. Do you feel like that's going to change the dynamic of brick and mortar or is brick and mortar here to stay? Well, I believe brick and mortar is here to stay. However, certainly online shopping has 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 made its it made its mark. Yeah. And you know, the brands themselves have their own retail portals and and sell sell there. You know, this was something that, you know, and and brands trying to navigate, you know, where their, you know, where their where their marketplace is, you know, either online and the connection between the sort, it has been, you know, a, a big part of the discussions here, you know, for many years now. But, you know, one of the interesting things that so many of the brands now have, even in their online portals, you connect with the store. Yes. And you could actually speak to a store director or a store employee and, you know, how important that is. And, and flip side, you know, during the pandemic, one of the one of the talks that we did for our for our stores, we actually work. We have an Apple store here on Madison, of course, one on, on Fifth, yeah, as well. But the one here on Madison, we we did a piece, a training session on how to photograph, use FaceTime to communicate with clients in the store. So you know that that connection that is is still is is something that's growing, and I think that we are looking, I think, still looking to, at the brand ambassadors that are in the stores. And those are those retail salespeople. Yes. You know, they really, are. They, are, they are even in now the, the online marketplace. So it's really important to keep. It, it, it's, it's an integral part, I think, of every business plan of, of, the, of the major luxury brands. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely, you know, from your point, I definitely see how they're trying to merge that in-person shopping to the online. And I, I think they're doing a great job so far. Um, are there any plans that you know of, and you can share it here first, to bring Barney's back? Oh, you, wouldn't it be great? Be amazing. And, and, you know, I, 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 
you know, whenever I get a, you know, we get a call and they'll say, they ask me questions about, you know, has there, has there been an impact in, on Barney's, the closure Barney's on the Avenue and, and, you know, you know, the PR side would say, well, no, no, but <laughs> it's true. it did, it really did. It yeah. did have an impact on, on the Avenue and Barney's is, was a, was a great institution here in, in New York city and the store was a very special one. They very much brought in a number of fashion brands to, to the marketplace yeah. here in the U S and, but I, I have not heard any plans. Well, to, to bring it. Fingers crossed that something happens. Though, though the LV, the, the LV Ton 200 exhibition over the summer, over the winter, I should say, did bring back briefly Fred's, which, yes, which was great. I know. I, I actually went in there and it felt so nostalgic. It, it was kind of like, this should be here to stay. It so be, who knows? Who knows exactly? But uh, but it you know it it, it was uh, it was is a very important you know pillar I think in it the retail history of New York City and the fashion world and hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think that with the new Grand Central Madison Avenue station, is it going to bring new consumers to the avenue? Oh sure. And, and have you seen it? Yeah. And, and you know, there, there are continually new brands that are coming here. And, you know, we had in, for example, the second half of, of 2022, we had 29 new stores that opened up on the Avenue and all of them have their own following. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot, but they, they had their followings and they, you know, people view the stores here as destinations and they do come from early all over to, to the Avenue and, you know, we, We've, we've seen also stores that are at, at a price point that's, that's, I think a little bit more accessible to folks that, that are, that are opening here, but at the same time, they are, you know, they still look to this local marketplace as, as the, as the core, as the core of every, every business. And one thing that's sort of interesting, a number of brands, when they opened said, well, they were catering to the one generation of the family yeah. in one location and then catering to another generation of the family in another. Yeah. And they opened up on Madison to bring both generations together in their same, in the same building. I a hundred percent agree with that because I feel like that's something that I've seen on Madison Avenue where I think maybe, I don't want to say maybe 10 years ago, but my version, it was always like, okay, it's for, you know, the senior citizens or the, you know, the, those that are older that live in the neighborhood that shop there, you know, I didn't feel like it was something for millennials or Gen Z. And I have to say, especially from last summer, when walking the Avenue, I saw people, I saw influencers, I saw, you know, people wanting to dress in style and they did it on Madison Avenue. And I was like, this is becoming very chic. I love it. Absolutely. Kudos, Matt. There you go. And, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you, during the pandemic, the Carlisle, yeah. bar at the Carlisle, was doing evening performances from yeah. the, you know, and the piano, piano star doing standards. And people loved it. And they're continuing to do it today. But I think it's bringing a tremendous number of millennials that saw that vision. Oh, my God, I want to be part of that, too. 
And you're seeing that more and more also restaurants that have opened up in the neighborhood that are, that are also bringing new folks. We've had our, you know, the Frick Madison was here and also the art galleries that are here. Yeah. Part of what Madison Avenue is about. We have over a hundred art galleries in the district and many of them are showing, you know, the cutting edge artists that are out there in, and their first shows here in the U.S. So it, it's a very significant part of what makes the street what it is. And, and that is, you know, the art component that is, that's here. And, you know, we, we have in, in May, something called the Matt, what we do it twice a year, October a gallery walk, but so many of the galleries are in former mansions or 19th century townhouses. When is that happening? For this, the next one's May 20. Okay and Saturday, May 20, and you could actually go in and walk these grand staircases of the buildings to see the fireplace. It, it's quite beautiful. And, and these are accessible galleries that you could you could visit and learn about, learn about the great works that are on display. So that's a, a fun, fun open house that I think folks would really enjoy. And they really can get a sense of the architecture that's here and, you know, meet many local, but also see people coming from the so that is happening May 20th. That's correct. Awesome. So Matt, I want to take like change gears for a bit. This is when I ask our guests 10 questions and they can choose to be the fifth ones. These are questions that I do not show my guests ahead of time. And so Matt has not seen these questions whatsoever, but I have faith that he will answer every single one. So no pressure. Okay. No pressure. All right. Thank you. Okay. So number one, are you a coffee or a tea person? Well, I'm a coffee person, though I have my cup of tea right here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what is your wish? Do you have a store like wish list, like a dream store retailer that you would love to see on Madison Avenue? Well, I do want to see more restaurants. And that's the one thing okay. that I think that we will consistently say. I, I, I always said we want to see more restaurants that are here in the district. And, and the dream would be the cut barnies come back. That would be that would be lovely. Awesome. So let's go to restaurants. What is your favorite restaurant on the avenue for dinner? Oh boy. Well, I, I that is that's the one I'm gonna have to plead the <laughs> they're all great. Though I will just point out one that Al Pesi, for example, which is on 64th Street just two weeks ago, opened up their restaurant and donated throughout the day a hundred percent of the sales to the earthquake relief efforts in Syria and Turkey. They had the Red Cross operating the cash register and every every meal for lunch and dinner was donated to the 100% of the proceeds went to the Red Cross. That's phenomenal. Very, very wonderful. What is your, since you are the president of Madison Avenue Business Improvement District, do you have a favorite luxurious item? And Luxurious can be in terms, it doesn't have to be in terms of cost. It can be something momental, you know, something that's very meaningful to you. Well, I would say my father's wash, which I'm wearing right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm nearsighted, but I usually wear my, <laughs> I wear my glasses. So, so those are, those are from, I, you wear them every day. And that's something yeah. that's so important that, that you're, it's part of your part of your face yes. and then how you present. And so we're very proud about the eyewear brands that are on Madison, very well represented and contributed in, in all our special events and programs. It's such a good spokesperson for the Avenue as part of the advertising that Madison Avenue originated from too. What is your favorite memory of Madison Avenue? 
Oh, it was it was Fashion's Night Out a number of years ago. We had there was one night that at one of the boutiques that was Oscar Oscar de la Renta was there, and oh my god, he was playing piano. It was quite 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 amazing. And we also did we did a number of events called Fashion Meets Art. That was the first mm-hmm. event we did, and we had a great group of retailers that were engaged with that. And, uh, and uh, so many of great designers were on the avenue to meet Ralph Warren. And uh, oh, was, what a night. That was really great. And all showcasing works of art that were meaningful to them. And that's what yeah. the stores showcased. It was, it was oh, really that is a very cool moment to always have. Yes. I love it. If you could trade places with a celebrity, who would it be? Well, William Shatner. <laughs> oh. He, he, he captained the Enterprise and he just came back from space. So that's easy. Who else? All right. Your favorite show currently on Broadway? Well, you know, I'm a big Neil Diamond fan. So, so, <laughs> so, so the show now. And what is your favorite quote to live by? Do you, if it's maybe something of your own or maybe something that you read, a mantra? Well, a rising t- the, the rising tide raises all boats, which was, I believe, was with John F. Kennedy who said that. But, you know, I think that one of the things doing this type of doing, doing bid work and doing community work is that when we see the people work together, we all benefit. So that, that, would be, that would be it. I love it. Thank you so much, Matt. This has been such a great, like reconnecting with a friend that I haven't seen over a year. I'm definitely going to come out to May 20th event. I think it's pretty cool. And I'll definitely- The information tent, so please stop by. I'll share it with, and for all those that are listening, please, if you're in New York City, definitely do so. And the website that they can learn more information about Madison Avenue, what is it again, Matt? Madison Avenue bid, bid.org. Love it. And I feel like, you know, we touched about this earlier, but for those that are listening, something that Matt said, especially just recently with this last quote, a rising tide raises all boats. It's all about community. You know, you see people work together. It makes sure, you know, we all benefit. And so community is very important, whether it's in your home or in your business, find your community and make sure that you guys expand on your vision to work together as one. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, bye.